Welcome to It's a Slate of Mind with Allison Hazelden. This is the entertainment industry's video podcast, where we spark honest, unfiltered conversations within the community about things we're all thinking about, but don't talk about enough. I invite you to join my circle of friends, both new and old, as we tackle the industry together. You guys, I am so excited to be back with another episode of season three. We have had such an incredible season so far, and I am seriously so thankful for all of my guests who have shared and gotten really vulnerable about their stories and their journeys and their struggles as working actors in this business. At the end of the day, that is why I do what I do. I am all about community and inspiring one another with each of our own stories because there are so many things that we all experience and think and feel that we just don't talk about enough. And every single episode, my goal is to shine a light on those topics and provide actionable tips and tricks to help you navigate this journey called an acting career as I am also learning and navigating it myself. So thank you guys for joining us and sticking through, um, especially during this crazy time of the COVID-19 pandemic. I know it is a lot for every single one of us, no matter what your life looks like right now, Um, but I appreciate you continuing to show up for yourself and finding positive influences and looking to learn and grow as an actor and as a person. So... Today, we have a very special guest, and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Sarah is a casting producer at Stillwell Casting in Atlanta, Georgia, and also happens to be one of the kindest, most hardworking people in casting right now. I'm so excited for you to hear about her journey from acting to becoming a casting producer and learn straight from the source what really works when you're in the room for commercial auditions. We talk about the do's and don'ts, what casting really wants to see, and how to reorient your mindset so you can crush your auditions without breaking a sweat. So here she is, Sarah Ekman. Let's see. I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, went to school in Jacksonville, Florida, actually, and majored in vocal performance and music business. Um, From there... I graduated and came to Atlanta, came home to Atlanta, which at the time I kind of felt was kind of a cop-out, you know? (laughs) Um, Really? You were disappointed? Yeah, because, you know, in my head it was New York or LA. Mm. It wasn't Atlanta that was doing, you know, the big things or, you know, had the film and TV, which was something I'd always been interested in. Um, So kind of felt like that was a cop-out. And then as, you know, time went on and I got a little more comfortable in Atlanta um, being back home I realized how much was actually going on here and that if I was from anywhere other than Atlanta I would want to move here like it would have been up there with New York and LA as you know a place and an option for me to move after college um, how long did that take you to reorient in your mind a couple of months I oh, guess okay. it okay. really probably Yeah, it wasn't long. It was probably the summer. Like the summer that I graduated was kind of the time that I took to, you know, realize all of that and got involved in all these different things. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get away from my dogs right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I'm jealous. Um, I wish I had a dog to get away from. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) They're just playing and they're being real rude. Um, um, But yeah, it probably, it was about the summer and um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I graduated. Honestly, I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I was in school Um, because I loved the performance aspect of it and I loved the business side of our industry. Mm. And um, I was very unsure I mean, up until I think Stowell, honestly, yeah. I was kind of unsure with what I wanted to do. Um, I'd worked on set. I was, which I think you and I kind of talked about before. Yeah, which is, that story is a really fun story if you want to share a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, let's see. I started off as an extra, which I always encourage people to do because if you do it correctly, you're going to get so much out of it. And when I say if you do it correctly, I mean, go on set and pay attention and watch what's happening. Do not talk. Do not be on your phone. Like pay attention to the world around you. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you're going to learn so much just from sitting on set. Um, so I started off as an extra and, you know, became friends with the extras casting people for the show called Drop Dead Diva, um, which used to be on Lifetime. Yeah. And um, it was a really popular show. Apparently. It was. They had, like, <laughs> they had a lot of seasons. Yeah, I think it was eight or nine. I was on the last season. And um, there was one day that I was not on set because we were like part of the core extras. So we were, you know, established in the office. Um, I wasn't just brought in for a day here or there. I could shoot for a week with them just being an extra. Um, But one day I wasn't on set. And the extras casting people posted that their blonde stand-in was sick. And I texted Hillary, who was working in extras casting, and I said, I can be there in 45 minutes. Do not give that spot to anybody else. Because um, I knew after being an extra, well, okay, extra is not what it is. Um, like, it's a great <laughs> place to learn. This is not what I personally right. want to do. Right. So I raced down to Peachtree City where it was filming, and I'd never been a stand-in before. I had no idea what that entailed. Um, luckily, the stand-ins there were super, super kind, and they were like, you literally are just going to stand on this mark right here. Um, it wasn't too complicated (laughs) right exactly and they were they were so sweet they were like you're gonna move like when they tell you to move like this is where you're gonna go blah 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 um so from there I actually ended up that blonde stand-in was sick for a week so they used me for a week as a stand-in um from that I became the second unit Mm stand-in when you know you're shooting two units um they had their you know first unit, first team, or second team, and then they had their second unit, second team, and that was me, and so I stopped being an extra, became a stand-in, and um, at some point, somebody thought that it was a smart idea to put a walkie in my hand. Um, (laughs) I still am kind of baffled as to how that happened. I just remember one of the extras casting girls came up to me, and she was like, hey, I've got to go to this production meeting, but can you and she was like, catch these talent and take them to wardrobe and makeup. And I was like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but sure. And so they were I'm just like, there oh, oh, Sarah's here. She knows where everything is. It'll be fine. Seriously. Like that is how this evolution happened. Everybody was like, oh, Sarah's got it. Um, and so I get these actors and I remember like going over walking and being like, hey, um, I've got these actors here and they're going into wardrobe and my now fiance comes busting out of the stage door. He was a PA at the time. He was the key PA on that show and the producer's assistant. 
And he was like, stop talking on the walkie. And I was like, why? <laughs> and he was like, they can hear you on one. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, why I, would you know? Right. And so he proceeded to like sit me down and show me like, okay, this is what a call sheet looks like. This is what, and you know, again, very kind people who took me under their wing. Um, from that, I actually, <laughs> Jake is my fiance's name. And he um, decided that, you know, another day they had a second team or um, second unit PA who called out sick. And he was like, well, why don't we just use Sarah? Like the actors already know her. They're comfortable with her. Let's just have her run first team. That's awesome. okay. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> so, you know, ran first team for a while. Um, did that on a few different projects. And then actually the producer of Drop Dead Diva kind of took notice of me and, you know, spoke with Jake, who was his assistant at the time. And Jake was like, yeah, like she's a really hard worker, you know, um, she's been great on set. And then proceeded to um, fire Jake essentially <laughs> and hire me. So I became a producer's assistant for a while. And um, it, was, it worked out for Jake though, because he had other things going on. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that was part of it. Like Bob, <laughs> the, the producer, right. Like, but he, he talked to Jake and you know, he was like, you don't want to be a producer. You want to be a director. Like you need to be on set. You need to get your days because the DGA has this whole list of things that you have to do in order to become a DGA member. Um, so they had discussed it. I didn't know that they had discussed it. I thought I was about to end a relationship <laughs> You're um, like, oh, by no. taking his job. Um, Cause I had already said yes to the job before I asked Jake about it. Um, oh my <laughs> so I was going to be like, Hey, if you're not okay with this, um, I'm already doing it. So, um, but luckily he was, and you know, it was definitely the right move for him. Um, so I was a producer's assistant for a while. And then Bob ended up going out to Dallas or Austin or something to shoot a TV show. And he was like, do you want to come? And I straight up said, no, not really. I don't <laughs> feel like shooting in the dead of summer in Texas. In Texas. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so he, you know, left and I stayed here and I was like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do now. Like I, I'd been a PA, I could always fall back on that. I could always try, you know, my hand at acting on film. Um, but uh, the next day, literally the next day, I got a call from someone who I hadn't spoken to in years, who was now a talent agent in town. And he texted me and he was like, what are you doing right now out of curiosity? And I was like, that's funny. I just got, you know, not fired, but you know, I just, I just lost a job. Like what she got. And he goes, do you want to work in casting? I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> and it was the, ex yeah, exactly. And it was the exact same thing. I had, you know, some family members who were like, Sarah, what makes you think you know anything about casting? I was like, well, if it's anything like my journey thus far, I'll learn it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, I no, I had no experience with it. Um, but I went in for an interview and was lucky enough to land at Stillwell and I love it. I mean, I've, I still learn something new every single day. Oh, I love, love, love that story just from start to finish. The first time I heard it and even hearing it again now, I just think that's such a good example of the power of showing up and being of service and keeping your eyes peeled for opportunities and putting your head down and working hard. And oh, I just love your story. I think it's so inspiring. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. And yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. And it's not something that I really realized at the time. Um, it was just hustling, you know, and I, I, but it wasn't even something that I was cognizant of. Right. You know, if that, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I mean, you just showed up and you wanted to learn and you were willing to get in there. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit, just because I know some listeners might not understand exactly how casting um, works, especially on the commercial side. Can you explain a little bit about um, your job specifically and kind of what you're doing on the day-to-day? Oh, boy. Um, so, oh gosh, there's so much, um, (laughs) day to day. Um, if anybody who comes into the office, uh, knows me, then they definitely know Jeremiah too. Um, and I could not do this job as well as I do without Jeremiah, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out to Jer Bear. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, on a daily basis, uh, what I do as a producer is a lot of quoting jobs, um, a lot of helping clients figure out what they need to pay talent for this job. Um, or, you know, let's say they're like, oh, we've only got $500 total and they want five years use. And I'm like, you need to cut that down to a year, you know, (laughs) and walking people through stuff like that. Um, putting the breakdowns together, um, you know, gathering submissions, all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's a load of different things and every day is different, which is really fun and really nice. Um, like when we came back from our Christmas break, I had the entire calendar holding like multiple, I'm talking like three or four castings a day that were holding with us right after. Yeah. I remember I saw you. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. you were like, look at our board. It is out of control. <laughs> and it, it was, and you know, but we always make it work. And um, that's part of the beauty of this, you know. Uh, but casting in, in general, like for somebody who doesn't understand, because we get a call, the call all the time of, you know, hey, I want to be repped with your agency. Okay, well, we're not a talent agency. <laughs> we don't represent talent. And then people always say, well, what do you do? And we say that we work with agents to provide talent to our clients. So, you know, um, let's say I'm looking around the room <laughs> trying to find some inspiration. <laughs> let's say Chewy, um, you know, the pet food supply place, yeah. Wants to cast a commercial and they come to us and they say, like, that's our client. But behind them is an ad agency, you know, ultimately right. Chewy's our client. But also that ad agency, that production company is also our client. Um, and they say that they want, you know, a man and a woman age 30 to 50, um, any ethnicity <laughs> who loves dogs. <laughs> And then our job is to send that out with all of the details of the job, um, what it pays, what the usage is, um, what the shoot dates are, what the audition dates are. Uh, And we send that off to our agents. And then those agents send us people back. They're like, hey, you know who fits this? Allison fits this. Can you see Allison? And we'll go yes or no. Hopefully yes. (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) so in a nutshell, (laughs) that's what we do. It's way more involved than that. Yeah. Um, especially with us, because we handpick everybody who comes in to see us at Stolo. Right. We don't like doing self tapes. We don't like, um, you know, doing cattle calls. It's, it's just not what we do because we really pride ourselves on 
having the capability to handpick talent that's right for the role and handpick talent that our clients are going to love for their product. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can speak to that. Uh, you guys are always, I'm never there for, I feel like more than 15 minutes unless something crazy is happening. You guys are real quick. Um, and I never feel like I'm in a sea of, of other actors who all right. million of us all got called in for the same thing. Um, right. Yeah. I, I've noticed that people don't really, so from my perspective, because I used to work in, in an ad agency writing a lot of copy and things that would then be turned into commercials. I realized mm -hmm. um, since coming back into the industry that a lot of actors don't understand how many players are involved. Right. And it gets real crazy. Yeah. Real fast. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, I feel like that's a really good foundation um, and background on you. And now we're going to dive into the, to the juicy stuff about uh, auditioning and uh, things from the casting perspective, as well as I'll throw in some fun things um, from the actor's <laughs> perspective as well, I'm sure. So first of all, let's talk about being prepared. Being oh, boy. prepared. Because this is <laughs> one. And um, I think the term prepared seems to be quite loose and, and malleable, depending on who you ask. <laughs> So I would love to get your take on what actors should do to be prepared to show up for their commercial casting. Oh God. Yeah. You're just <laughs> diving right in. Um, <laughs> I think, I think the biggest thing, and this is going to sound stupid, but first of all, just read, read what we send you. Um, <laughs> Everything, you know, actors, actors, have a tendency and, and I get it like you're very excited you should be excited when you get an audition notice um but they tend to immediately scroll down look and see where their lines are or if they have lines what the spot's about like can you please first check the date see that you're available for the shoot um you know it's, it's that kind of stuff like like that would be my starting point yeah getting that administrative side Right. And I know it's not fun. And I know that actors don't necessarily like to do that, but it's an entertainment business. As my aunt used to say, um, it's a business, it's art, but there is a huge business side of it. And I think that it's incredibly valuable for all actors to be privy to that and respect that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we're creative. It's not fun. <laughs> you don't want to sit there and you know, look at your calendar and have to figure that, but it's necessary. Um, there have been a couple times where, you know, people have auditioned and then they've looked at the board because we always have a board in our office that says, this is the shoot date. This is the callback. This is, you know, we set you up for success and right. they audition. And what kills me is especially when the client will attend the first audition, which is rare, but it does happen. And then they look at the board and they're like, oh yeah, I can't make the first day of the shoot. Oh, no. Well, then we've shown our clients someone who they can't have, which is a huge pet peeve of ours. Yeah, I um, mean, it's just a huge waste of time. Right, exactly. And that's our biggest thing. Like you said, you know, you're, you're not there for longer than 15 minutes unless something's going on. Unless right. something is completely out of our control. Like, we don't want to waste your time. We don't want to waste our client's time. And we don't want to waste our own time because we don't have a lot of that to waste, you know? Yeah. Um, but... Other than that, I mean, preparedness 
can go into just numerous things. I mean, yeah. from from understanding what you're auditioning for, how to pronounce the product is a thing that just baffles mm-hmm. me sometimes. Um, like we have computers in our pockets. You can figure that right. out. Quick. <laughs> right. But even, you know, even the way that you dress, um, and I'm certainly not saying if they're looking for a, you know, 1912 nurse that you have to go and get, you know, <laughs> traditional nurse garb. No, that's not what I'm saying. But, you know, maybe wear a nice skirt and a jacket. Right. Right. Like, don't come in in jeans and a sweatshirt. Um, So, uh, I wish I could give you a better definition. There's just so much that... There is. There's so much. I mean, I'm I'm not going to name names or point fingers, but literally, literally the last time I was at Stillwell, I sat Mm -hmm. down and I had two two different actors who were called for the same time slot as me, both freaking out because they hadn't had a headshot ready that morning. And so they had been Mm. scrambling around town to get their headshot together. And one of these actors even said to me, I think it's so, you know, like, it's crazy that this was like, I got this call so last minute from my agent and I'm not the kind of person who keeps headshots ready all the time. And I literally- You said that is your job. I literally, my, I had to keep my mouth from dropping open and I was like <laughs> losing it inside my brain. Cause I was like, really? Like that's headshot and resume. Like you should just have those. You should have those always. Yeah, I, I tell people to keep those in their car. Just keep them the back seat. Like, you know, the little pocket, the pocket that's behind yeah. like the driver. Yeah. Just keep like 20 of those in your car because that's literally right. And my boss, Annette, she always says, she's like, <laughs> Because we had this real long um, stint of people coming in and saying, hey, can I borrow a stapler? Oh. And we're always really nice because we're never going to let that, like, work against you. But it became a habit for people. Like, oh, still will have staplers. They're not for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like coming into an interview and saying, hey, can I staple my resume together real quick? Right. Like, it doesn't look good, you know? Um, that is literally your business card, essentially. Absolutely. Like, it is part of, it, it is an extension of who you are as an actor. You should always have it on you. Um, which you know, we always say, and again, we won't let it work against you. We'll help you however we can, but it's also not our job to pick up these pieces and make this work for you. Today, we're talking about taking care of you. No, seriously, the brand of the week is called care of. A brand that mails you personal daily packs so you get the vitamins, herbs, collagen, and protein you need to be your very best self. Care of is backed by scientists and doctors and allows you to customize your orders. Whether you want two or 15 pills a day, it's up to you. I love that they make it easy to figure out your personal needs with their online quiz. And when your packs arrive, they're all personalized with your name on them, which is mega cute. You can check them out and get started over at takecareof.com. You know? Right. right. And that's, um, you know, that's, that's part of being prepared. Like that's your, right. I think of it, like that's, if you want to do this, if you're serious about being an actor, then you're signing a contract with the acting universe. And that's part right. of the deal is that you're going to show up with your headshot and resume 
and you have the right outfit and you're going to be on time. And that's Mm -hmm. just, you know, you don't, you shouldn't have to sign a real contract to do that. But when you say I'm an actor and I want to do this professionally, those are, those are the basic parts of the deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you, you know, if I can ask this, what do you do? Like before your last audition with us? Yeah. Do you have a process? Um, so one thing that I, and I made a note of this when I was getting ready for, for this episode, um, you know, I think for me, the best training that I've done to prepare for commercial auditions is being prepared for cold reads and improv. Um, because I really, in most cases, don't prepare that much for commercial auditions, unless of course mm-hmm. it's something that's really wordy for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. But I find my cold reads are one of my, my strengths and that kind of helps me every single time because I'm, nothing is going to phase me. I'm just, there I'm relaxed and I'm ready for any, you know, direction that gets thrown at me in the middle of my audition, anything like that, which I, I find commercial auditions can be a bit more loose and, and things like that can happen more often. Um, so for me, I walk in pretty confident knowing that I've, that I've had that training for cold reads and for improv, um, and that I'm just there to have fun and play. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I love that you said that. Yeah, you are supposed to just have fun. If it's not fun and if you're not enjoying it and you're stressed out and you're concerned, I mean, you need to get into classes or you need to reconsider this Um, because it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to come in and be able to embody this character and this person um, and not worry about what you look like or how it seems or, but you actors can be so (laughs) self-conscious And I know because I've done it. Yeah. Um, That camera in your face can be incredibly intimidating. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I, when I studied, I studied with a fantastic teacher. Um, His name is Ted Brunetti and I still study with him. Um, We have not had a chance to do a class in a long time, but I I Skype with him. He's, he's phenomenal. Um, But when I ended up becoming a stand-in, I took one of his classes afterwards and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, you are so much more comfortable in front of the camera. And I was like, yeah, cause I didn't have a choice. I had to stand there and just look straight ahead with a camera in front of my face for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, however long right. it took. Um, so that novelty kind of wore off. Right. Exactly. But I, you know, doing it just, going to these auditions, even if you think that it's beneath you or, you know, which kills me. I mean, there are people who would kill to have one line in this movie. Um, And that one line wouldn't be there if it wasn't necessary. Right. You know, if it did not move the plot along or if it didn't do something for the commercial, it wouldn't be there. Um, They would just cut it because they don't want to spend that money, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, or, I mean, and, and, and the time that it takes to, to cast you, even if it's just one line, you know, right. people, it's someone's job. It's literally your job to cast people for those one lines. And that takes up part of your day and your weeks. And so mm-hmm. people wouldn't, wouldn't go through all that effort if it wasn't important. Exactly. And, you know, just, there's so much value in what actors do. And I don't think that you guys give yourselves enough credit that you guys are entertainers. People, 
people want to be you, you know what I mean? Mm. There is somebody, there's always going to be somebody who is looking up to you, even if, even if you're just like, oh, well, I only booked this gold bond commercial. Well, you booked a gold bond commercial. That is someone's dream right there. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent. It might not be where you want to be, but you know, you don't, that doesn't mean you take it for granted. Um, I know we're kind of getting off the topic of being prepared. <laughs> no, that's okay. But, no, I think that's a perfect transition actually into um, the idea of trusting yourself in your audition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we kind of touched about it or touched on it a little bit, but I think that's something that, you know, I've seen amongst my peers and I'm sure you've seen from the casting perspective can really, you know, weigh on people and ultimately you know, affect their chances of, of doing well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have people, um, who will come in after their audition and go, Hey, can I watch my, nope. Mm -mm. No, I don't let you come in and watch your audition afterwards. Um, I generally don't have time, but two, you don't need to do that. (laughs) You, you were great. Something that I always say is, Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, don't do that to yourself. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Go get some ice cream and relax. (laughs) You should like my ultimate goal would be for every actor to leave the room feeling like they've dropped a mic, you know, Mm like, like Lizzo dropped the mic. Like, (laughs) like you did it. That is it. And you're going to go get a margarita and chips and salsa, you know, (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I just thought of that. I've never said that before, but I, I like oh, it. I love it. I want to use that all the time. <laughs> but but, but you're know, so right, though. You're so right. I yeah. mean, it's, I think, you know, actors don't realize that even getting called into an audition means that there's someone out there or multiple people out there who have seen something in you that they like and they want to see yes. more. Yes, it's an accomplishment. If you get a callback, that's an accomplishment. If you get a first refusal, that's an accomplishment. If you book mm-hmm. it, fantastic. You get to go have as much fun as you can on set. If you don't, you still made it past one, two, three, you know, and that is still a huge accomplishment for a client to look at you and say, I think they could represent our product well, is huge. Absolutely. But what if you don't end up booking it? You cannot book that job for so many reasons. Reasons that reasons. I, I don't even think you guys understand or consider because I feel like actors immediately go to them and what they did wrong. And that's just not the case. Like nine times out of 10, that's not the case. You know, what are some of the craziest reasons that you've heard that actors don't book the job? Some of the silliest reasons. Oh boy. I think one time you mentioned to me, um, nail polish or lack thereof. Yeah. Nail polish is one thing. And we kept, we were like, you know, we, you can, you can change that. Well, but you know, I just, I I didn't like her pink nails in the audition. I wanted to see them, you know, neutral. And there, there are clients like that. Um, That's more rare. I did have one person one time who um, took a person out of consideration because their ears were too big. Hmm. Well, that's not under their control, but okay, man, like 
like whatever. I'm, I'm not going to tell that. Yeah. I'm not going to tell that person. That person does not need to go get an ear job or whatever. <laughs> um, it's just not for you and not for this, this spot. Okay, cool. Right. Um, but you know, there are clients who do need to visualize exactly what they want to see. So like that pink nail polish really bothered one. Um, but that that's very rare. I will say that's rare. Um, it will normally come down to one of two things, either ethnic diversity, where, you know, they, they don't feel like they are representing a certain ethnic group in their commercial, which, you know, I love. Let's mm -hmm. make it all inclusive. Let's, you know, do whatever we need to do. Or it will come down to sexual diversity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, <laughs> the age old guys versus girls, which again, right. you, you can't control, you know, Absolutely. It, yeah. it is rarely about your performance. It will be sometimes about how you take direction and how you listen um, and make adjustments. And part of that is, in my opinion, is not even so much being a good actor. It's being a good, just human, just engaging and listening. Right. And then, responding with yeah what acting's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> surprise everyone um surprise. Yeah. no absolutely and I think I think part of that like you said is being a good human like knowing that you're there to serve the vision of the commercial or of the project mm -hmm. and not to mm -hmm. show off your big fancy idea and then also right. I would say not over preparing because I think some people will prepare it in one way yeah. they say, same exact way every single time. And then when they're asked we, something different, they lose it. Yeah. And we can't break you out of it or, or, you know, they'll freeze up. Um, something else that you just said, Oh, I had a thought and it was a good one. Uh, was it about like showing off too much or mm, no, it, well, the part that I do remember is I think the biggest thing in our industry um, and in life in general, but I don't want to get that preachy, is just be kind um, in that audition room. You don't know what someone's dealing with in the room. You don't know um, who you're sitting next to in an audition. Yeah. So for you to come in and badmouth the script or, you know, you could be sitting next to the writer and not know it. <laughs> um, Absolutely. There was actually a really funny time at so well where I hadn't had a chance to go into the room yet to see the client and there was this guy sitting out on the benches on his phone you know he'd been out there for about 30 40 minutes <laughs> and I was in the back and he comes around the corner and he goes can I get some coffee and I thought he was an actor and I look <sighs> at him I go no you no I'm sorry no like we can't we can't just make you coffee well then I go into the room and it's a client oh no and, and I immediately I was like oh my god you you were on the bench you were out there for a really long time he was like yeah I you know I was on a call but I didn't have to like talk I was just listening to it I was like do you want that coffee I'm so sorry I can make you that coffee <sighs> I thought you were an actor and he was like oh my god and luckily he was so sweet and so nice about it but you know even something as silly as that like right. I just assumed that he was an actor oh my god you know that is so yeah. funny 
I mean, yeah. also good to note for everyone listening, Sarah's not going to make you coffee when you go to Stillwell. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Unless it's very special circumstances, you know? Exactly. Yeah. No, but I think that's, um, those are just some basics that can get so easily lost in, mm-hmm. you know, in the hustle and bustle and the stress and the really, really wanting to book or whatever your situation is. Um, Mm-hmm. I know that I always appreciate it when people are nice. And um, I like to think if something that I really appreciate, the rest of the world probably does too. So that is right. It just puts everybody at ease, you know? Yeah. You, well, don't want, you don't want people stressed in that room. Absolutely not. And that's, and that kind of goes into my next point, which is get out of your own way. I find <laughs> that this, and I'm sure you, you've seen it too, is something that, you know, you could be the most amazing actor in the world, but if you are getting in your own way, you're not going to book and mm-hmm. it's going to be weird and you're going to hate everything that's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're going to overthink and you're going to stress about it. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. People stop breathing. They start overthinking. <laughs> Literally my favorite, I mean, this isn't a phrase, you know, that I came up with. It's been around forever, but literally if I ever, for whatever reason, if I've just been stressed from something else earlier in the day, or, you know, I don't feel super confident and I have a bunch of weird technical words I got to say, and I start to notice that I'm like breathing erratically. I just literally will think, keep it simple, stupid to myself. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, a nicer word than stupid if you want, but, um, <laughs> But I, and then the second I'm like, oh, right, this is simple. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to breathe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a chill, nice person. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, as, even though I said that there's so much, um, you know, accreditation and, and joy and in what we do and what you guys do as actors, at the same time, I had somebody on set tell me one time, they were like, Sarah, we're shooting a lifetime movie. We are not curing cancer. We are not ending world hunger. We are shooting a lifetime movie. And I was like, okay, so it's not the end of the world. And they were like, no. (laughs) You know, and it's the same thing. You're auditioning for a commercial. It should be fun. It should be relatively easy, you know, especially with us. We we really try to make it as easy and as enjoyable for you guys as we can. but yet nobody's life is on the line here. It's okay. Right. right. Um, We're not doing surgery. With that said, right. Exactly. But with that said, I will say something that I think really helps actors. And if you guys take one thing away from this podcast, um, you millions and millions of listeners, um, <laughs> it would be this is that we need you guys as actors just as much as you need us, if not more. Because if we don't have you guys and we don't get our client exactly what they're looking for, then we've failed as casting directors. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's so true. I mean, and I, I'm, I think I probably have said this on the podcast before, but I like to think of and I'll verbally call, you know, all the different players in the entertainment world, my partners. Like I'm partnering with my agent mm-hmm. to, and mm-hmm. I'm partnering with casting And I'm partnering with all these people, like we are equal entities in the pursuit of making something great. And maybe, you know, time around, 
you know, our partnership might end after the audition and it's not going to continue mm-hmm. all the way through to a booking. But I, I think the mentality of we're partnering together kind of makes you think more of like, we're a team. We're both on the same mm-hmm. side. We're both looking for the same goal. And that to me yeah. kind of like has shifted how I interact with people and how I carry myself. And I find I don't get nervous nearly as much with that mentality. No, I love that. I love that. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, I just, oh, Sarah, this has been such a good episode. <laughs> you have any Aww. final advice that you would want to leave our listeners with? Or maybe the next time they come into Stillwell or to a commercial audition in their city? I think the biggest thing is to just enjoy. You know, this is a job, but I love my job, you know, and I hope that especially as an actor that you guys all love your jobs too. Um, And again, if you don't, then that means get into classes. That means, you know, make the hard choice of possibly rethinking, you know, Mm. take a step back. I'm not saying quit. But I'm saying take a step back and reevaluate why am I no longer having fun? Um, Because it should be fun and enjoyable. And you should walk out of Stillwell feeling like you've accomplished something because we've brought you in. You know, like I said, we handpick everybody. Um, I think that's my biggest thing is to just enjoy the, the process. The whole process, the process of booking, the process of being released from a, you know, a casting, um, because it's, it's all part of it and everybody goes through it. There is not one person out there who has booked every single job that they've auditioned for. There's just one ever. I mean, A-listers, you know? Yeah. We're talking Anthony Hopkins has been turned down for roles, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's, it's part of it. So enjoy it. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so Sarah, is there any way, any places that you um, have publicly for people to connect with you or Stillwell um, or any other projects coming up that you want to share about? Yeah. Um, for, so for Stillwell, I'd recommend following us on Facebook. Um, you can find us under Stillwell Casting and also Instagram. We're way more active on Instagram than we are on Facebook, mm-hmm. but we do have both. Um, Instagram is Stillwell Casting ATL. Um, and then I'm on Instagram. I never really get on Facebook because I find it depressing, depressing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, my, uh, Instagram is Sarah, what the heckman, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't take credit for it, but I do love it. <laughs> That's okay. I didn't even come up with my own podcast name. My, my boyfriend, Michael came up with it. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I love it. That's funny. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I've got a lot of stuff coming up, um, but no date for anything solidified yet. Um, yeah. And I'll see you guys still well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, Sarah. And I know everyone's going to love this episode. Oh, you're so sweet. I hope so. I hope people get something out of it. I hope you guys loved getting to hear from Sarah and learn some new ways to take your in-person auditions up a notch. I'm so grateful to her for joining us on the show. Like we said in the episode, it is so vital to fulfill your end of the deal as a professional actor by showing up prepared, but it's also important to trust yourself and be kind to yourself. 
Everyone there wants you to succeed. So get out of your own way and let your light shine. Even better, make Sarah's day and crush your audition so hard it feels like you just dropped the mic. If you learned something from today's episode, please share it with a friend who you think would love it too. When our community of actors is strong, we all win. If you want to connect with our community, head over to Instagram at it's a slate of mind or at Allison underscore Hazelden. Shoot me a DM to say hey or comment on one of the recent posts. I'd love to meet you. Have a beautiful week. Until next time, I'm your host, Allison Hazelden. Well, friends, that's it for this week's episode of It's a Slate of Mind. I'm Allison Hazelden, and thank you for joining us. See you next time.